This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is the AEW Revolution Review for 2022. AEW put on a heck of a pay-per-view last night. Uh, they how, did indeed. How did you like this overall? Overall? Overall, best pay-per-view I've ever seen. That's 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 a good assessment. <laughs> that's a really good. That's what you want to feel coming out of a pay per view. <laughs> that's the best one I've ever seen until the next one, and that one's probably going to be better than this one. Um, this one is the best pay per view I have ever seen in from any company, though. And that's that's high praise coming from you because you have repeatedly said the only best pay per view will be any pay per view where John Moxley wins a world title, and since he did not win a world title on this show, that's pretty awesome. That's why I said overall. Oh. <laughs> but Revolution was... 2020 is still the best baby for the fact that rocks on the belt. Just but for overall. that moment, overall. <laughs> okay. This was really good. Now, I always like to reserve judgment until later on so I can judge it. You know, it, it, it's just that the recency bias, I guess you'd call it. Um, mm. That's where I don't like to throw it out there off the bat. But man, it, it, it feels like it could be in contention. Easily for me. I don't. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about will it still live up to the hype in like three months' time. I think I it does. Yeah, I'm like, pretty I sure. I want to go will. back and watch it already. Yeah, uh, and it set so many things up too. It capped off so many things that were so important. Uh, such big stories. I mean, obviously, the biggest feud going into this was MJF and CM Punk, and that did not disappoint. Um, but yeah, there's so much to talk about. Can't wait to get into this. Uh, but I want to point something out to you. One piece of news. I'm not sure. We haven't talked about it, so I'm not sure if you're aware. Okay. Before we get going. Did you know Darby Allen possibly has a reality show coming out? Yes. You did. You heard that. I know we hadn't talked about it yet. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was on Fightful. That, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> could be called Darby's Day Off. That's the tentative <laughs> title for that show. Basically, it's, it's Jackass for 2022. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that it sounds very stunty. We might have uh, some some daredevilish things going on." Do um, you know what I want though? What I want to happen on it, right? Yeah, is I want him to get all the other AEW wrestlers and have them come on and get them to try and do stunts. It, Imagine it, like Ricky Stark trying yeah. to like jump like off a roof or something. So you're basically wanting like half of the AEW roster to to get injured on the show. Do you know uh, what? It's they're not quite able smart to wrestle. If you just do the heels, if they all get injured, <laughs> everybody wins. Jericho's down. <laughs> He's Again. Gone. He's gone. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I just thought this was this is neat. I, I wasn't sure if, if you were aware, and then apparently you are, obviously. Uh, the, I subscribe to Fightful's it, Patreon as well. <laughs> okay. It sounds like this could be, uh, you know, is this going to, it's Tom Warner, uh, Warner Media. Mm. Uh, the same ones, obviously, that did Cody's reality show. So, which means <laughs> I won't get to see it. But I mean, could this replace Cody's? You know, since Cody's yeah, gone it's now. Allen, of course, uh, it can. I know. I just 
something something Cody Rhodes. You would, um, you would be so excited because like Cody's is gone, and Darby gets one. It's all this is almost as good as Eddie Kingston getting his own. Oh reality my show. god, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Mox and Eddie Kingston to have their own reality show together would just be pure brilliant. What would you call um, that, Sarah? What, what what would that reality show be called? Mox and Eddie. Okay, man, I was hoping for something a little more creative, but hey. No, we'll just... it's Mox and Eddie. You don't I'll need take to it. be creative. I'll, it's Mox and it. Eddie. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> it's Mox and Eddie. You don't need. Do you... There used to be a, a cartoon called Ed, Ed, and Eddie. So, so just don't worry about it. No. Okay. Very good. Um... I won't be able to see Darby's show because um, we don't have access to that stuff over here in the, you know. Well, island of the it, UK. As soon as they get that HBO Max deal that we know is going to happen, and then as soon as they get HBO Max in the UK, which we know is going to happen, it may be five years from now, but it'll happen eventually, Sarah. <laughs> it'll it'll make it over there to you eventually. Um, so in five years, you you'll have that to look forward to. Uh, you'll be able to watch uh, Darby's Day Off after it's you know it's his two season run is complete. Yeah. <laughs> After he's, you know, won all the belts and retired because he's retired. an absolute maniac. Yeah. Then you can watch that reality show about that guy that used to wrestle for AEW. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're about to get into this pay-per-view, but before we do, I do want to remind you to check out our show each week, which we'll still don't have a name for, uh, but it uh-huh. will be dropping each Tuesday right here, wherever you're listening to this at. Whatever platform you're listening to on, this is where it's going to drop. So, Keep a lookout for that, and hopefully we'll have a name by the time it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. You can also follow the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. And if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes or uh, Spotify, whatever that other platform is called, and get, get the notification bell on Twitter so you'll know when we drop new content. Uh, so that out of the way, Sarah. Yes. Are you ready to talk some revolution? Yes, let's go. All right. We're going to start with the buying matches because that's just where we're going to start. Uh, there were three this time. It's like we basically got a rampage. Uh, leading into Revolution. We got a five-hour pay-per-view, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Did it feel really... I started watching at 10 o'clock. I finished at three. Did did it feel really long to you, though, honestly? No. Okay. It it didn't to me either. I started with, like, nice sunshine, and then the next time I looked out the window, it was, like, you know, getting dark, and my husband was messaging me going, "Uh, I'll be home in a bit. I was like, "Ah." (laughs) It's not like eleven o'clock in the morning. Oh no, no, yeah. it's like three. <laughs> it's um, it, it, I noticed online there were a few people saying, "Man, this they got to shorten these pay per views up." No, um, but it didn't seem as long to me. It really didn't. I thought when I looked at, man, we got twelve matches to watch. I still expected to be a little bit, you know, drained towards the end. Like as soon as it's over with, I'm like I'm crashing, going to bed. But it didn't. Uh, it didn't seem as long as I thought it would. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I think they um, definitely... Um, everything kind of went the length it was meant to. Yeah. Maybe apart from one. Yeah. Well, well this first buy match was 
Legit Layla Hirsch getting the victory over Chris Statlander. And what who did... won this prediction? You got this one correct, ma'am. I did. You did. I, I did. think that was like the only one that I was wrong no, it... on. The only one I was wrong on. I think, okay. I think so. This was. I'm just, I'm just, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll also, <laughs> I'll also admit that I was right about everything else. <laughs> so was I apart from one match. <laughs> No, no. Two matches, actually. I can't wait to talk about that one. I really can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but how did you like this one? This is a really good match. Yeah, this was fun, and I love the fact, like, Layla Hirsch is proper proper going over to the dark side. I love it so much. Yeah, she is, and this her winning this really made a lot more sense the later we got in the show when we got another match announcement about Mm -hmm. Dynamite, so... Um, looking back at it, this was definitely the right call considering where we're yeah. going. Um, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was it was a good way to open the show, or at least open the buy-in for sure. More Layla Hirsch, please. Amen. Um, we had Red Velvet coming out uh, to assist uh, Chris Statlander getting to her, trying to get her to her feet. She was kind of knocked a little woozy. Uh, so do you? Well, she was you, dropped on her head. So yeah. <laughs> do you? Uh, do you think that we're going to get something between Red Velvet and Layla Hersha that's going to be done? It was just she was just coming out just to help a friend because you I know think she, I think yeah. she was coming out to help a friend, but I don't. The one thing that annoys me with AEW's, especially the women's side, is mm-hmm. is if you're in like it happened with Anna J, Ty Conti, the Bunny and yeah. Penelope Ford, yeah. where they'll all have individual matches and they'll have a tag mm-hmm. match and they'll have individual. It's like no, you can just like you know be done with something and move on to something else and like you know kind of make it matter a bit more yeah that was my fear too because i they've already had a red velvet leila hirsch thing because these three have been kind of intertwined for a little bit yeah so i was a little i love red velvet but i was a little disappointed when i see her saw her coming out because i was thinking okay we're gonna go we're getting red velvet in the mix again yeah, when we already kind of did this. I did. I don't want to regurgitate this thing again. Let's let mm. Layla Hirsch move on to something else. She's facing Thunder Rosa. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I ain't gotten to that yet. But <laughs> tip off. She's facing Thunder Rosa. Uh, but uh, and I want uh, Chris Statlander to move on to something else. So hey, we we got to this match. Now let's let's progress to something else. Now, yeah. Um, uh, after this, we got what looked like it was going to be Kenny Omega. Oh making, my God! What an absolute flunker! Making his return, Tony Schiavone was excited. Like Kitty Omega, the crowd here. was insane. And out comes Don Callis. I thought man. we got rid of him. We've still got, we've still got Dan Lambert, and now we're getting Don Callis back. Are you kidding me? And he's telling us that Adam Cole is going to be a great transitional champion. So when he wins it, a great transitional champion until Kitty Omega gets back. Um, yeah, I was excited for a minute, man. I thought, because, you know, I'd mentioned on the, the I love, I, prediction. When, when it happened, I was like, oh, God, he's not going to shut up about this. <laughs> and then when Don Collins came out, I was like, "Yeah, I've never been so happy to see Don Collins. <laughs> I know, see, that's the thing with the predictions. Normally, you would have been happy to see Kenny Omega back, just because, you know, we want him back. I mean, whether yeah. you love him or hate him, we appreciate Kenny Omega. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> It's so great because I literally I was like, yes, I was right. I can't wait to tell her. Oh, I love how like, Don like the entire crowd was like, yay, we're all, uh, all this. And then as soon as I saw Dan Collins, this crowd just went, 
Yeah. It's still not got any good sense of dress style, let's yeah. be honest, but yeah. Yeah. Good job. I good love job. how also like thinking back at it, people thinking that Kenny Omega making his return on the buy-in. <laughs> yeah. When you the... look back at it, but in that moment you're so caught up. There was a piece of me that while I was excited that I was gonna get to, to rub this in your face, there was a piece of me going, It really doesn't make sense on the buy-in. What are they doing? <laughs> You were supposed to say this for the end to make me fully, <laughs> make me really, really right. Not just kind of right. I want to be really right. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah so. You were back good. with that Titanic on the door. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we got Hook defeating QT Marshall. Obviously. Yes. QT got a little more in on uh, Hook than anybody else has. Are you okay with that? I, yeah, I think that? I think that was a really good showing for Hook, though, as well. Mm-hmm. Because it shows that he isn't just a one-trick wrestler. He's got yeah. a lot that he's not, like, shown up yet. And mm-hmm. some of the stuff, some of the counters, man, like, geez, mm-hmm. like, it was just, like, Taz must legit just be, like, beaming. Because he's, he's so good. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I, I love the execution of the ending spot where uh, QT was, I think he was on the, the turnbuckle and, and flipped off on yeah. his feet and Hook just waited for him and <laughs> yeah. then applied the uh, the red rum. Red rum. Oh, yeah. red he applied rum. that from behind. The crowd just ate that up. Hook is, I mean, it's not breaking news. It's not breaking news, but Hook is freaking over. He is oh, so yeah. over. I, I, it's I not think funny. he's over. Yes. The fact that the guy has only had, what, say, four or five matches, and most of them, apart from the one with QT just now, most mm-hmm. of them were kind of like, you know, little squashes or like, you know, little <clears throat> like certain moveset. Mm-hmm. But people in the crowd are still wearing his merch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If that doesn't tell you how over Hook is, then... Nobody can tell you how old the hook is because, like, like from like what four matches, people already buy his match. You, you know, I, I, there's been such a clamoring for him to get gold already. Yeah. Um, the problem with him getting gold is, let's say, let's say he won the TNT title tomorrow, mm. or or the world title tomorrow. Hey, let's not jump the gun here. But if he won gold, the problem with that is he's going to have to drop it at some point. Mm. <laughs> so. So he's got to and, lose. And also, if he got it, where then do you go from there? You need yeah, to build him up. Don't want to do that. Uh, I hear a lot of clamor. You don't want to do that too soon. But no. here's the, here's the, the, the uh, I think, a, a pretty decent idea. Not my idea. I've heard other people mention it, but I, I like it. That's why I'm going to mention it. Um, is if he's the one to take the FTW title from Ricky Starks. Mm. Hmm. Taz's boy having the FTW title. Yeah, ha- I, that could be the direction they decide to eventually go. Not yet. Mm. Yeah, I mean it is possible, but I, I'm not ready for Ricky not to have a belt because he's just amazing oh, yeah. with but, a belt. Uh, but you, just... you, but you free him up from that FTW title because I don't think he's going to win another belt, an actual AEW belt because FTW is not recognized as an official AEW belt. So no, no, he, no. He's got to get freed up from that before he can get the TNT title. 100%. So it could I be a good thing. I just, I think 
that you may be slightly starting to build up to that, but with Hook, I think to get him to where he's wrestling Ricky, mm-hmm. we've got a while. Yeah, true. But that's a, that's a nice story, though. I, yeah, but um, I don't think Hook's near Ricky yet. Yeah, he's the one at, at the progress he's making. In a couple of weeks, he'll be ready. <laughs> I say a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. He's just, but he's just, uh, jokingly though, but he is making progress. Oh, really, really fast. He's, he's ridiculous, and I love how he still just doesn't seem to care. <laughs> That's what makes him so cool. He's just cool. like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, he's I'll too, wrestle. He's I'm too cool for wrestling. And then it's like, yeah, I'm done. See ya. I'm out. I, I'm getting paid for this. Nothing more. Nothing less. <laughs> I do think a, 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 an interesting time is going to be his first promo. Um, yeah, I am and, really interested because I've not really heard him speak. <laughs> yeah, and you can you can you can be a man of a few words mm. and, and get over for a while, but eventually you're going to have to. You, there's going to be a time you're going to have to cut a promo. I mean, there was back in the you know in the in the late mid late nineties when Goldberg was so over in WCW, he didn't talk much at all. Uh, and I wasn't crazy about him the moment he really did start cutting promos. I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I also you- think as well, like, though, Hook's got Taz. So Taz, like, Taz yes. did a lot of promos for Brian yeah. Page. Yeah. Um, but also, don't forget, Hook's still, like, really young. And the fact is, Taz is his dad. So he's probably got some promo skills <laughs> born into him. You would think so. You would think so. You just got to make sure that promo fits with that I don't give a crap <laughs> attitude. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he should. He's, you're right. He's got a, a very good coach built in uh, uh, for his entire life. He's got life. very good genes built in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so the last buy match was um, the House of Black. Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black getting the victory over Pac, Penta, Oscuro, and Eric Redbeard. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm not the biggest, admittedly, and if you love him, then I'm sorry. I'm not the biggest Eric Redbeard fan in the world. Uh, I, that being said, I thought he looked amazing in the yeah. match. And he was over with that crowd. We just yeah. talked about how overhooked was. This crowd ate up Eric Redbeard, uh-huh. so it doesn't matter what I think. I love how Excalibur <laughs> accidentally called him Eric Rowan. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Did he really? Yeah. You would think it would have been <laughs> went, somebody else. Eric Rowan. Redbeard. Everyone, everyone. They don't begin with R. Who's that guy? <laughs> um, yeah, this was yeah, this was good. I'm yeah. still not a hundred percent over why um Alex looked like Darth Maul from Star Wars. And he changed um, his face paint. It was like red looking this time, right? Yeah, Instead he, of the, he looked like I still don't from, like it. From the Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, not as cool. <laughs> I I love love House of Black. And yeah, it, it it's not for everybody, a hundred percent. But I can't deny I love, like you know, tattooed people in black that yeah. male or female. To be honest with you, but like, I don't. I just love like the little dynamic that I was like, Alistair Black, Jesus, <laughs> Malachi, I'm ill. Malachi we got black. Eric Rowan, Alistair Black. I know. God. Um, like Malachi Black. Buddy Murphy. Going on. <laughs> um, uh, he's got going. And I love, um, like, Buddy Matthews looks phenomenal. 
in mm-hmm. that. And I really, really want Buddy Matthews versus Pat Affleck. Yes, please. Now, like as soon as we can get it. Yes. Hook it in my definitely. veins. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But, but yes, I'll... I was right that day one as well. Yeah. Did we even did we pick this one? We didn't pick this one. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. They didn't announce this when we did our show. Oh, did they not? They, they, this was announced on. I was on, still uh, right because. I was but we show. both would have picked this. One. So <laughs> I, I didn't count this in the official tally, but we both would have gone with House of Black. I mean, yeah. honestly, um, I love how they now all have dead deer skulls on the face. Yes, <laughs> that I was, I was. You took the words out of my mouth. I was about to mention that that entrance with them three. <laughs> Yeah, with the the demon antlers on, yeah, yeah. I love because I think that's what to me has been a little. I, which I love the House of Black, and I love the Kings of the Black Throne, which was I guess is the iteration that's just Malachi Black and Brody King. Yeah. Um, but the weird thing with them coming out is always Malachi Black with the horns on, and you had uh, Brody King with the bandana on his face and the kind of head thing and like the you know, whatever he had over his head. It didn't kind of fit the theme in my opinion but when you get the three of them all with antlers on that's it that's mm. that was awesome that entrance was spooky really really good and again i i, I love this act of the house of black love yeah, it. absolutely I love it, it oh, it's it, something it, that is legit right up my street <laughs> yeah it 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 walks the fine line between uh, supernatural and reality to where nothing supernatural actually takes place. No, but it's the 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 facade and the presentation. It's the mind games. It's the because the, the really nothing supernatural happens. He spits mist, but there's nothing supernatural about that. It's just a weapon that he keeps in his mouth or whatever. But yeah, it's nothing supernatural about it. But it's just that dark spookiness to it that I think is just really really cool. It's just I really like, like it. one of like them, like you know. Creepy ass, like goth mm-hmm. cult. Thing. Yeah, I, I dig it, man. I, I like I love this it. Act. I want to be in it. If, I've if got we, black. I've got loads of black. If we, if we, if we I live this. in black. I live in black <laughs> You live in the gimmick. If, I do. I live it. If they get this trios title situation started finally, which everybody's been waiting for, mm. they are ready. They are ready made that, that, and they can have their own belt. I want it to be an all black. <laughs> You're gonna to want to make a special belt when they get it, kind of. Yeah, well, Miro l- got little, a special TNT belt. A little personalize it. That'd yeah, be cool. Miro did. The demon antlers um, coming off the belts. But also, I just want to quickly say, I think I sent it you. There was um, on YouTube somebody posted the fan fest that Dan Housen did with the House of Black. It is hilarious. So do watch it if you can. It's on YouTube. All right. Um, but someone was like. Um, like, I can't remember what the actual question was, but it's more like um, new members go to the House of Black. And like, I think Malachi was like, well, who? And everyone's like, Julia. <laughs> yes. Where's that at? Come on. Uh, and then, and then like, Malachi was going, you all love violence, and that's what we're giving you. And there's not an actual purpose. We're just like yeah. showing you like how society is like, says one thing, but they're completely different. And the best bit was, was the fact that Malachi and Brody King were doing all this talking and Buddy Matthews just said sat on a chair silent the entire time. <laughs> That's great. This is really weird. And I'll they're talk, all in like black suits and everything. I'll, I'll talk with my fists and my knees and my feet. And my yeah. Um, 
Speaking of YouTube, I meant to mention this at the top of the show, and I forgot, so thank you for saying YouTube, because you reminded me. Um, I'm not sure if you watch these, uh, but the Road to Revolution with RJ City, um, Uh if you haven't watched them, or if anybody listening hasn't watched those, please go watch them. They're hilarious. It's Did you watch them? I can't remember. I've seen a clip of Ricky Starks. Yeah, that, that was my favorite one. But it's RJ City, and he's... They're like acting like a, sh- a chauffeur driver, basically. And the wrestlers get in the car, and he just kind of talks to them the whole time, uh, trying to get stuff, you know, just, just to make conversation like a chauffeur driver. The car never goes anywhere, and that's what is kind of funny about it because the camera pans, and you can obviously see they're just sitting in a parking lot. But he's acting like he's driving and keeping his eyes on the road with sound effects and stuff. Um but one of the, the the episodes is with Ricky Starks. One is with Orange Cassidy. One's with Danhausen. About so, Orange Cassidy's a hoot. It's really good. He says like two words the whole time, and that's what <laughs> makes it brilliant. Um, one is with Paul White. That's really good too. And one is with Did I mention Chris Statlander already? No. Okay. One is with Chris Statlander. That's they're all good. Uh, Ricky Starks is probably my favorite. It, it might be the longest. It's at one point. Ricky Starks gets on the phone with his mother, with RJ City's mother, to try to set up a meeting. It's just, it's really good. You have to check it out. But RJ City, I've known nothing about what they put out. Uh, but after this, I'm a fan, and I hope they do more stuff. I will keep up with stuff that RJ City does now, at least with these type of things. It's really good. Really good. Um, uh, so now we're getting into the main card for Revolution and the opening. I can't believe they started the show. The opening match was the influencer, Chris Jericho, Ugh. tapping out, <laughs> tapping out to Eddie Kingston. Talk to me about this one. Eddie Kingston was just like, bye, straight off the bat. Uh, <laughs> Jericho literally just like flew. And then I think even at one point, Aubrey was like, yeah, just hold back a minute, Eddie. Like, I really need to check on it. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 no. She's like, yeah, no, seriously. I, I did um, love that Jericho did the, his normal intro with the crowd singing. It took 20 minutes. And then yeah. Kingston, in complete contrast, was just like sprinting to the ring. Yeah, just like, right, we're going. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is really, really good. And I love Eddie mm-hmm. Kingston, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he couldn't believe that he won. Bless him. He was like, did I win? His reaction at the end was really, really nice. I uh, know. And you know, I'm the biggest Jericho fan there is. Uh, he's, he's been my favorite for so long. Um, so, but I really, I and we both picked Eddie Kingston to win this yeah. one. So, again, I'm picking with my head, not with my heart. I do think this was the right call. I think uh, Eddie needed that big win. Yeah. Uh, he, he, and that was the, the, the whole story going into this was Jericho running his mouth. You can't yep. win the big one. You can't win the big one. And I loved it that Eddie won the big one. So I'm hoping this leads to uh, uh, kind of gets him over the hump to that next yeah. level in AEW now. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he's so over. It'd be yep. stupid not to push him. Yeah. Um, but Jericho, like, Eddie was so excited to get a handshake. But he was like, yeah, come on then. Yeah. And Jericho was like, no. Nope. I'm like... Couldn't do it. Yeah, you are proper get now. His his ego completely got in the way, and I will be interested to see the interactions now because we got Mm. dynamite leading into this. We had that awkward fist bump uh, with 
Proud and Powerful backstage mm-hmm. with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of wondered if that was going to lead to something here at Revolution. They did not get involved, which I'm glad. I'm glad this was yeah. handled by Jericho and Kingston. But I do think that sets up uh, a f- anticipation of what's going to happen between Santana Ortiz and Jericho now. Mm-hmm. Is that whatever respect was still there, is it still going to be there now? I would suspect yeah. it's not. I suspect Santana Ortiz is going to have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I like I like where this is going. And I'm yeah. inter- interested to see what's next for Jericho and for uh, Eddie Kingston after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have the AEW World Tag Team title match. It was a triple threat match, and it was Jurassic Express uh, successfully defending their titles against Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. How did you like this one? This was good. It was. It was so good. Um, I love the fact that there was this like little unspoken thing between Bucks and Red Dragon, just like, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to help each other. And then it just disintegrated. <laughs> and I love the fact at one point Nick went up to the guy, I was like, what are you doing? He went, I forgot. <laughs> I was I was a little confused. I was like Jr. for a minute because Jr. pointed it out. It's like what kind of what kind of when you're in like a triple threat match for a title, what kind of partnership could you possibly have? Somebody's got to win this match. How could you have a partnership? But it took me a minute. My assumption was the whole agreement was neither one of them are going to beat Jurassic Express. They're going to handle it between them. They're going to yeah. wait until they're the two teams in the match and they're gonna whoever wins between red dragon and young yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it took me a second but i'm like okay i was with you for a minute there jr but i think i understand now yeah you should, you should understand by now too um, i just I, I kyle riley is just pure gold in like, yes. matches and in general yeah plus mm-hmm. him and bobby fish i just hear bobby fish shouting up the tiger going go on kyle I love the fact that we could pick stuff up like that, like that you normally like probably can't hear properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I just, I'll I'll just not forget, like, I go, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. And they may be two of the best in AEW at that, at at Mm. being able to pick up what they're saying. There's several times in matches I've heard Bobby Fish yelling things out that are just pure gold. Uh, to where you can hear him barking out instructions yeah. or, or mouthing off. It's just yeah. really good. Uh, that's a good point. Um, I do I do like that Jurassic Express did get the, the win here. It's kind of what I was, you know, I did pick Jurassic Express in this one. Um, that's, uh, uh, who did you pick? A dragon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You were wrong in this one. Okay, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> no, but I do, I do like that Jurassic Express won this because I would, I still, they're going to lose eventually, but I would rather see them lose it in something that felt more meaningful to them than it would to the other teams involved. So you can, we can still do something now with Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and hopefully get Jurassic Express in like a feud with, I don't know, I don't know, Santana and Ortiz maybe? Would you, would you be okay with that? A hundred percent. Okay. At least, get, at least get them in that before Double or Nothing. That would be okay. They can have another few before then, but I'd like to see that going in double or nothing. Um, uh, face of the Revolution ladder match. It was Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Absolute Ricky Starks, and Wardlow. And in the end, it was Wardlow grabbing the brass ring and becoming 
the new face of the revolution and who will get his shot eventually at the TNT title. How did you like the way this match went down? I adored this match. Absolutely adored it. Yeah. Um, just the whole, the whole thing. I mean, there was some spots where I was a bit like, oh my God, did they just die? Yeah. The um, powerbomb on Ricky Starks. The Starks powerbomb on the ladder. The fact that Orange Cassidy little... sort of like flew oh, over halfway everybody. across the arena. Yeah, um, and then that Hobbs crashed down, but Keith Lee went after him, so he didn't actually get any kind of like protection from falling mm-hmm. because Hobbs already smashed it. Uh, so, it was, you know, something. Um, yeah. But I love the fact that Orange Cassidy like little kicks. And just like keeps it like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy climbing without a ladder, just climbing on top of people. Climbing people. <laughs> it's just great. Ricky starts and powers Hobbs having a bit of a, a moment where they're like, yeah, all right, friends, go. And just like scaling a ladder at top speed. And then Ricky Starks sacrificing himself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and just like when like the three big guys got in the ring, you're just like, oh yeah. my God, yeah, give me all... these matches. I want these, all these matches. A lot of um, teases, a lot of Christian teases. Christian Cage was there as well. Um, <laughs> bless was. him. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was a I, smart move putting him in this match. Though. I really, really loved. And it was mm-hmm. so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> where Hobbs and Wardlow went up the ramp and they went to get that ladder, they pulled it at the same time and it fell apart. Ripped and in like, half. And they just looked at you going, uh. huh. I like Wardlow's like, right, I'm gonna go hit you. And Hobbs like, ah, shut ya. <laughs> just like got him himself. <laughs> oh, just, yep. oh, genius. Absolute bloody genius. My favorite spot in this entire match was when Orange Cassidy had the ladder and was using it as a helicopter. You know, doing the spinning thing, and then it was—I think it was Keith Lee and Wardlow that caught it. I might have the two guys wrong. It was two of the big guys. Mm. I think it was Keith Lee and Wardlow that caught it from each end, and Orange Cassidy had the look on his face like, "Uh oh, like I've been caught." So yeah. what he does is grab the ladder and pulls himself up on top of basically the ladder bridge that yeah. that Wardlow and Keith Lee are holding, and then cl- almost he touches the the ring from that point. It was mm-hmm. just a really interesting spot that I don't remember ever seeing in a, in a ladder match. Um, and that's what what you need from a match like this. It's not every, it's not going to be excitement, 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 but what you want from a match like this is to have a lot of memorable spots because a ladder match really is a, a lot of spots where you want to see those moments that you haven't seen before. And I think there was enough of that in this match to make it really, really entertaining. Um, because there were some memorable moments in it. And I think Wardlow was the right guy to win this. We both picked oh, Wardlow. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And also the fact that Keith Lee used Orange Cassidy as a weapon. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And then just, like, threw him away. <laughs> Orange Cassidy was war- was uh, Keith Lee's toy several times in this match. Orange Cassidy sort of took the role of Darby Allen in this match. He just, like, started flying everywhere. Yeah. Um yeah, Wardlow 100% has to be the winner. Like, it wouldn't have made sense if it hadn't have been him. Yeah. Um, but that bump from Ricky at the end, oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. Like, that looked horrific. 
I was trying to decide. It looked like Wardlow was almost going to follow through onto the ladder with him, and it kind of it looked a little awkward when he dropped in. Like maybe he was almost going to check on him. Like, oh, I just dropped you right I, on your I head. Think, you okay? No. Nope. I think like um, Adam Wilborn and Phil from what culture was saying, it looked like Ricky Starks may have caught his foot as he was going down. Hence okay. why his head bounced first. Yeah. Okay. I knew something looked a little off. I just yeah. I didn't. I couldn't tell for sure what happened. But but um, I love how that discussion will have happened. All right. Yes. Yeah, so what I'm going to do, Ricky, is I'm going to power bomb you off a ladder onto another ladder. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. 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 That's completely fine. Um. Nothing can go wrong. No. Nothing what could go fine. wrong? What could what go, could wrong? go wrong? Uh, it's just yeah. my body hitting a lot of metal. It's fine. It'll be fun. Oh, all right. So Wardlow is the man right now. With and the really weird Sonic Donut ring thing. Yeah, still not, still not a huge fan of that ring. I wish they could come up with something else. It can't mm. be, a, it can't be a briefcase. Can't do that, right? No. Uh, got to do something else. But man, we, there's got to be something better than a Sonic ring. Got to be. Uh, but hey, it'll work for now. Let's roll with it. I guess, right? Yeah. Um, big announcement next. Uh, Tony Schiavone had a contract out there and presented it. I, by the way, the contract he was holding, everybody could see the name on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the fact is, everybody that was watching the whole was like, oh, so it's swerved. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you follow things, uh, you know, on social media, you would have known by now that he's already under contract, uh, officially, you know, he's already yeah. signed. Uh, so it was gonna happen. We knew he was there. Uh, there were reports from Fightful <laughs> that he was there at the arena. He's from Orlando, so perfect timing. But just the fact that he did turn it, well, I was like, oh, yeah, it says swerve right there. So unless there's two different swerves or they're swerving us. It's an actual swerve. <laughs> actual swerve. But, no, it was um, it was Shane Swerve Strickland officially signing his contract with AEW. I love the fact that, just before you carry on, that he no, signed good. it and Jericho went – uh, not Jericho. Uh, Jr. went. Um, that's it. Just sign about reading it. Yeah, yeah. don't read it. Just sign it. I'm... I was just like, oh my god, Jr. Shut up. I know. <laughs> what did we want him to literally sit there and read through it? No, let me get He's my lawyer. Like, Hold on. I know you've got a page to go on, but I let would... me read all the small print. I would like my lawyers to look over this contract for the next thirty minutes. Pulls up a chair. Yeah. Uh, Starts negotiating. That's a crap. Whose house? Swerve's yeah. house. That crowd knew who he was. That he was. He's, I love it when somebody comes in and is over immediately. People knew who he was. Uh, I love that. Now that's why I think I love that he was debuted in Orlando too. This being his where he's from, uh, it was great because uh, I love that response. And he is oozing with confidence. If you didn't know him before, get ready because uh, I think he's going to make a huge impression. I think he did this just in his first, his, in his contract signing. I think mm. he showed a ton of character. And I think he's going to be really, really fun going forward. Um, interested to see what he does in AEW. Yeah. Very much so. Um, TBS title match. It was Jade Cargill successfully defending her. Did I say TNT or TBS? I didn't I say no TBS. Idea. I said TBS, I'm sure. I'm I'm self-conscious because I've misread that before. I've said TNT when it should be TBS, TBS when it should be TNT. But either way, it's TBS title. She successfully defended it against Tay Conti. How did you like this match? Good. Um, mm-hmm. 
Ty taking some pointers from Sammy Guevara, apparently, by um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole "I'm crazy" going a little crazy thing. And mm-hmm. my God, that frog flash! Um, yeah, that was nice. Very, was very nice. nice. This was a really good match. Jade looks like she can legit kill you with her foot. Mm-hmm. So that looked painful. And Anna Jade took her like, uh, ouch, ouchie. Um, yeah. I love this. I just don't get why the ref couldn't hear the chair being smacked over Jade's head. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Was, that? <laughs> that, that was obvious. <laughs> I was like, you could have heard that. <laughs> oh, no, what was going on? I did not hear what was happening. Um, yeah. yeah, this was a good match. And yes, Jade won. And yes, it was the right amount of time because building yeah. Jade up, you don't want to lose your yet. So she's 29 and 0 you're now. 29 and, and 0. still doesn't have the elevator. That was the one thing I was disappointed about. Yeah. I was, I was disappointed there was no elevator. So we need to figure out what's going Is that confirmation? That Cody, Co- Cody, that Cody is coming it. back now? Is it confirmation? I don't know. But Cody wrote it in this thing. But I just, like I said, I think Cody is just taking like a part of the mechanism so it doesn't work. And they're having to order it. But obviously, due to like, you know, COVID and logistics and stuff, it may just be taking a while to get there. Cody took his toy and left. Cody, a hundred percent did. Forget that. You're not getting the elevator. I may have said you're getting it, but you ain't really getting it. I was just doing it for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely the right person went over. We need to mm. keep Jade protected for now. Uh, yeah, definitely got to build somebody up to to take her down, unless it's somebody new coming in that's going to be the one to do it. Um, we didn't officially get uh, Paige Van Zant sign, but they did show her. She didn't the, look very impressed. They did show her in the crowd watching this match, right? She didn't look happy though. Yeah. She was a bit like, why am I here? <laughs> no. uh, but so we haven't gotten the graphic yet. No. Not, not the, the official Tony Khan graphic. I've seen some fan made ones out there that she's signed mm. with AW, but I think it's uh, going to be like sorted on Wednesday, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Because it's going to be tied to that Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Because I think the deal is that um, Scorpio Sky is getting the match with Sammy Guevara if. Paige Van Zandt signs with AEW. That was kind of the deal, if you yeah. the way you read Tony Khan's tweet. So, um, should be interesting. Though. I'm excited to see Paige Van Zandt come in. Uh, mm. I really, I think, I think she's gonna be great. Uh, add some legitimacy with MMA background if if she can uh, transition that into a really good professional wrestler. So, I think mm-hmm. that would be it's gonna be fun. Whether she looked impressed or not, <laughs> <laughs> I hope she looked impressive in the ring. Um, Next, we had probably the most anticipated match of this pay-per-view, the dog collar match. CM oh, Punk. my oh, God. Old school Ring of Honor CM Punk versus MJF. And it was, it was CM Punk going over. How did you like this one? Oh, from start to finish, this was just <clears throat> absolutely sensational. Um for the fact that MGF was a bit of an a-hole to begin with. Um, the whole, <laughs> oh, it's, oh, no, it's me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, Punk with his old Ring of Honor song and his old gear and AFI blasting out and MGF yeah. looking so confused, um, which was pure brilliant. 
I, I, I think, loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. I think half the crowd was confused at first too because, yeah. like it, no video screen, nothing, yeah. and it, it just. I think it took them a moment to realize what was going on, and yeah. it did. It did me too. <clears throat> yeah. I was like. Uh, oh, I think he was building up really nicely. Yeah, and I think like the crowd was just like, we know something's happening, <laughs> but we're not sure what. <laughs> um, but no, I loved it. I I loved about that MGF the entire time at the beginning was like, I'm not moving. So I was like, fine, I'll just bring you in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then MGF's like, I'm really sorry in the corner, and then obviously fake that. Um. Punk likes to get busted open apparently now. So yeah. um, that was good. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Like, a lot of blood. I really feel bad for like the people that have to keep, you know, getting these canvases sorted because they must have been like, <laughs> my goodness, it's and just I the pay-per-view it. people. Why is everybody bleeding? <laughs> just they're, like they're keeping the ring canvas companies in business. <laughs> yes. It's there's so much blood. Yeah. Um so like I love all that. I love the fact that Punk then led MJF around the like arena where the fans were with the chain, like he was a dog. Yeah, uh, that was different. Oof, oof. Yeah, and um, the taps, obviously. Like, I, I, yeah. th- it will suck a hundred percent to get landed on them. I am not saying that, but it is such a good spot. I don't know why. I just love it. Yeah, I just think because. Everyone at some point has like accidentally stabbed themselves with like a little tackle, like you know, like a, something like that. I definitely have, and it, it, it's painful. Like the immediate thing, it's really painful. And then just apply that to it being all over your body. Um, mm. you can kind of imagine it, but at the same time, it's a really good like visual. Um, yeah. and then we got MGF crying for Wardlow. So, oh, that was so, good. That's that was one of those moments for Wardlow. That was it. That was it. We we kind of sort of had it right. Kinda, it, it's just the details we didn't have. Yeah. Um, because yeah, what he did was come out and when MJF's wanting the ring, oh, I can't find it. It's here I somewhere. I love Wardlow so much. It's here somewhere. And you just see the crowd like, what you do, what you do, what you do. <laughs> And the look on MJ's face is like, are you serious? Like, you, got, you had one job. one job. So, and then when it's when it's when it's CM Punk looking at him, he's like, oh, here it is. Here I got go. right here. <laughs> and I love the look when he sits it down, smiles at so. CM Punk, and walks off. And CM Punk's grand. and the fact that the crowd was... then starts chatting Wardlow's name. Yes, it's just a pure indication that he's got it. He's done. Um. <sighs> I think that <laughs> I think that Matt, this whole match may have put Wardlow over more than it did MJF and CM Punk. Yeah, just that moment alone put Wardlow over so well. But this should be interesting, like when we start to see the fallout from this, because um, where is this mm. accountability? Ooh, hmm. there's still a little friction there now, or uh, you know, I mean. MGF won't be happy if his little accountability buddy wasn't meaning accountability. So, will he blame Spears for not a... Oh, he's going to blame everybody, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. going to blame absolutely He's going to blame everybody. Um, anybody but himself. Um, yeah. But no, this was everything I wanted in this mm-hmm. match. And they 
built it up and hyped it up and it did not disappoint yeah. at all. No, this was the perfect match for that story. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it felt different enough from, and that's what I love about AEW pay-per-views and even in AEW shows in general is that there, I think there's a good balance between types of matches. I mean, mm. the, the, the triple threat tag title match was, you know, a lot of fast paced action. Mm-hmm. Where in contrast, this was not fast-paced action. This was slow plotting storytelling mixed with visceral violence, which was mm. that's yeah. the type. That's the type of match we needed with this. Uh, yeah. it was, and and it's, that's what makes it stand apart from the rest of the show mm-hmm. too. Uh, that and all the blood. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that too. Because um, it was a blood feud, and that's how it finished. Yep. Um, then we had the AEW Women's World Title match. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, successfully defending her women's title against Thunder Rosa. New title. Yeah, brand new, a beautiful new title. Really? I, it looks so much better. Did they make an announcement about this beforehand? No. Because I knew nothing about it until no, I saw it. I knew okay. nothing about it either. And I, I tweeted immediately. I'm like, wait a minute. Did... Have they changed it? And I'm just noticing, like, have I missed this last week? So, no. And I had a lot of people telling me, no, this was the first time. So, yeah. Yeah, it surprised me. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they changed that belt twice now in the last in the last 12 months. Yeah. It just changed in size the first, first change, time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is a new design. It's beautiful. Yeah. Too. It's real. It's so much better. The close up shots of that thing is just oh, wow. Stunning. Yeah. It, I think it looks better than the men's title now. Yeah. Just saying. I love I love this new title, personally. Mm. Mm. Um, so, Baker retains. Uh, mm. Should I point out the obvious? That, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I think what I talked about on the preview, and I'm not going to brag about it, I'm just going to point it out. For anybody that doesn't know, and that you're thinking, why did not, they not put the title on Thunder Rosa? Because it felt like this was going to be the time they would. Uh, we found out later, which we talked about it on the, the prediction show, that the San Antonio Dynamite is coming up. It's going to be St. Patrick's Day Slam. And there's a really good chance, because of how things are going, that Thunder Rosa is going to get a rematch on that show. And that should be where they're going to put the title on Thunder Rosa. Because yeah. that, is, that is her hometown. But um, how did you like this match in general, though? Um, yeah, it was good. I just... I don't think the place on the card helped it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, like, Brit's meant to be the heel, so she could just mm-hmm. win, but I think with title matches, I don't really think it should be that kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, I'm not used to that extent. You're talking about the help she had at the yeah. end? Yeah. Yeah, I- it's just... I don't know, it's just one of them, it just like, it sort of, not bugs me, but every now, it's all right like, every now and again for it to happen, but when it happens on a constant basis with the same person, it kind of gets a bit like, yeah, okay, we know what's going to happen, so it doesn't make the title and the person holding it feel as high as they should do. Yeah. I think now the match overall, I, I felt this is, and I, I hate to say it because I was really looking forward to Baker versus Thunder Rosa. This mm. is probably as a match was my least favorite on the card. Yeah, so. 
And going into it, it wouldn't have been. There was another match that we were like, why is this match on the mm. card? And that match, uh, like, was twice as good as we could yeah. ever imagine. Uh, this one was the opposite direction. I think this is half as good as we imagine, really. Um, it just, I don't know why. It just didn't fully connect throughout. Now, opposite of you, the ending, the way the all the interference went at the end, I was more of a fan of the new, um, just because I, if, if things go in San Antonio, the way I think they're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the plan is to actually make Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker in San Antonio, a steel cage main event. Um, if that's the case, I think the reason they're hammering home all this crazy interference where everybody's doing stuff, although I'm not a huge fan of typically, but I think that the reason they've done it so much with this feud is because it will make the cage make much more sense mm. uh, because there's been so much of it agreed, like way feels like way too much, but I think they're doing that because it's like, Hey, because this keeps happening with her, here's a steel cage. So now it can't happen. So I, I think that might be why. And if we get to that match and there's not a steel cage, I will 100% agree with you. I don't like it. But if, <laughs> if it does, if it does lead to the steel cage, I will stand my ground with, okay, I'm cool with it happening because at least they're doing it to make that match make more sense. Yeah. Um, the use of the cage. Um, but, and I did like it at least with all that interference, it did keep Thunder Rosa strong because she, they had her kick out of a, a curb stomp into the belt. Mm. Uh, so she was, even in this law, she was very, very, very protected uh, because it took three people to beat her. Um mm. But yeah, if but if if it doesn't get to the destination I'm I'm talking about, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Even if it does protect her, I'm just not a fan of that much interference. Yeah, unless that's so. unless that's a big part of the story. Yeah. Um, but let's let's all hope that we get that in San Antonio because if it happens there, it's going to be it's going to be glorious. And I think that crowd is going to go insane for Thunder Rosa winning it. Yeah. So if Thunder Rosa gets pops everywhere she goes. Oh yeah. I'm in her saying. hometown. For for that to be the, this place that happens, it's going to be off the charts. So. Yeah. Um. Next, we had a heck of a match. Yeah. Mer- and a heck of a surprise, which we'll get to. Oh my god! <laughs> Might have been the biggest surprise of the night. The internet just about broke last night. I um, screamed, and I hardly have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> American Dragon Brian Danielson lost. To John Moxley. Lost to John Moxley. How did you like this match? Before we get to that surprise. But you can break the surprise if you want to. That's fine. I I love this so much. Um, Mox just being Mox. Like seeing him back at that full Moxness. He looked great. Oh, he looked so good. He looked really good. Um, I just was like, I can't believe... I watched him in this type of match again, and he looks phenomenal. Um, he's just he just gets so angry at these matches. I don't know what it is. I just I just feed off it. I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Danielson looked really good as well. I'm not going to say he didn't, um, <laughs> but he put up a good fight. Bless him. Um, bless him. Bless him. <laughs> You're the only person in the world. Watch a Brian Danielson match and have him lose. Oh, bless him. He tried. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Brian Danielson. I know, but bless him. He tried. 
Um, you know, he's, he's had a sore neck and, you know, oh. he's, he's, he's a bit older. Yeah. You know, he's a bit the, smaller. The, the, he's a <laughs> These dudes are at the top of their game. I know. They're I'm great. already messing. Oh, no. Um, yeah, no, this is brilliant. And I, I, right, look, I love Marx and I will forever say he's amazing. But was he out of bounds with that pin? Uh, look, his his foot hit the rope when he but rolled his over feet with him. Were under the ropes, just maybe it could have been uh, a bad a camera shot? angle. A yeah. bad camera angle, maybe. Yeah, that um, was just like I was like going, "Oh well, they're not going to let this stand because that looks slightly wrong." And then it was like, "Oh no, no, it is." And Brian Dyson was it, like, "What?" <laughs> it, you know, I kind of, I kind of liked it. At least it, it was questionable. Yeah. You know? yeah so yeah, it, yeah. It, it works really good for the type of match. Because yeah. It's like, who's going to win this? Well, yeah. Moxley won, but should he have? I like yeah. that. I like that. I love the fact that Brian Dyson was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. He, 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 he won. He won. Yeah. And then Mox was like, Yeah, I've not really had enough of this yet. So I'm just going to stamp your head in and then I'm just going to beat you up. And then all these security people came out. And then all of a sudden the crowd went insane and mm. looked at one direction. I was going, well, What's going on? And then I went, William Regal. <laughs> Amazing. What's he doing here? It was, and I tell you, it was spoiled for me. Because, well, it's spoiled. It's kind of my fault. Apparently, my stream was, you know, how sometimes your stream is yeah. a little behind Twitter. So yeah, yeah. that's why I, was, I don't, you know. Well, I'm I'm live tweeting. You saw the the account, I'm sure the yeah. our, our our Twitter account. I was live tweeting all last night. I was all in it. So I happened to look over at, at Sean Ross Sapp's uh, Twitter feed, and I saw where he had tweeted all caps. William Regal's here. And I was like, huh? I'm watching the thing. And then like five seconds later, William Regal comes out and I'm like, oh, I was behind. <laughs> I was <laughs> spoiled the surprise, but it's my fault. I shouldn't it's just like, stay off Twitter. I, William Regal, you've gone to the wrong bit of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's Look. right. They got rid of you because they're absolute a-hole. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. so great. We, so good. We think I, of William Regal coming over, and we kind of work out what could he do. He could do this. Yeah, he could be yeah. over Ring of Honor. He could do that. Never would have no. thought about this. Never. Would no, have this is about what this. I love, and I love the fact that he walked in and he looked like a really disappointed dad. Like his two kids are fighting. <laughs> yes. And he just like slaps Marks, and I'm like, oh my ooh. god, ooh, ooh, ooh. and then Marks is like, I was like, generally, like, oh my god, Marks is generally not like retaliating, so. Okay. And Brian Jones is like, yay! And then he slaps in and Brian Jones is like, why? <laughs> His little eyes just like, it, and Brian was like, shake on it. <laughs> just like, be friends with your brother. It's, he, he, uh, of all the, I really, he may be the only person in the world other than Renee that could slap Moxley. Yeah, I could actually give Moxley a Not all. have a retaliation. It, it's almost like I expected William Regal to pull out an urn. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like Paul Bearer to The Undertaker. Like he's got some kind of control over him. Like, yes, follow me with the urn and have both Moxley and Brian Denson follow him out of the arena. Oh uh, my God. It, I was just like, I can't believe you slapped John Moxley and Moxley yeah. didn't do anything about it. Um, and he got right in his face at one point and gave himself a clown nose with Moxley's blood, which is 
different. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was just like, I'm, not, I'm literally was just like, my toes were curled and I was sitting up on my sofa because it was the first time I was out of bed in like five days. So and I was watching it and then they're going, oh God, William Regal's going to die in his first appearance in AEW. And Mars <laughs> is just standing there, I'm going, why is he not doing anything? <laughs> and then he just turned around to Brian Danielson and I'm going, this is really weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then my brain was just like melting because I just couldn't understand what was happening. I was just so confused. So is this what it's going to be? Is, is, is it what it looks like? Is it simply going to be, not simply, this is complicated, but is on screen, is it going to be Moxley, Brian Danielson with William Regal as the leadership of this group? Is that what we're getting? Is, sort is, of? Is, is William Regal like the manager of the Dinosaur Dojo? That's what it kind of looks like. And has he just created like the most formidable tag team ever? He's, is he like Crease and Cobra Kai? Is he going to be the, the leader of the dojo? I literally, I, look, I, for the fact that William Regal's turned up and the fact that he's got history with both of them. You just got to imagine, like, people like NXT and WWE are going, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, what? He's so valuable. Not just he's on amazing. screen. Not just on screen, but, but backstage, too. I working miss with his talent. voice. It's just, I don't know. I, I think he's a... Why would you not want to keep somebody it's like William that? William Regal. Mm. <laughs> the guy's a legend. Um, and also, talk about WWE. Um why did they never do a, you know, a match between Anderson and Fox? It's right there, man. It's right there. <laughs> like, I got it. Right it was really good. Right yep. Stupid people. Uh, anyway. But yeah, you know, that was amazing. I think, do you know what? My best match of the night was the dog collar match. But the best match with the surprise was that one. Yeah. Because that was just... That was a surprise. I, I, I have really rewatched that moment about 10 times just to see the whole situation of William Regal slapping Mox and Brian Danielson around the face. Because mm. that stuff doesn't happen normally. <laughs> I'll tell you something else with William Regal being with AEW now. Um, after... And I love Tony Khan. Love Tony... I mean, we love Tony Khan. We love he, Tony gave, Khan. he gave us AEW. Yep. Um, but not the most eloquent public speaker when it comes to making announcement in the wrestling <laughs> ring. I'm trying to say that as nicely as I can. Uh, and I, I'm saying that as someone who is socially awkward himself trying to public speak. So I'm not the best at that either. So I'm not making that criticism without taking criticism myself. I will criticize myself too. Um, it would be awesome if somehow William Regal could, could just be that voice whenever they're going to announce something. Hey, TK's got a major announcement. And on behalf of TK, we're going to have William Regal come make the announcement. Because the dudes. <laughs> yes. He can do it for blood and goes, but guts. <laughs> Either him or Tony Schiavone. But no, yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh, I love TK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, love him. Um, yeah, this is right. this is definitely going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm so interested to even figure out what's going to happen because I can imagine Mark's going home to Ray going, bloody hell, 
I'm aching. She's like, oh, was it re- like really a physical match? No, no, no. That's slap from Regal, blimmin' out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's just got ice on his cheek just from where Regal slapped him. <laughs> mm. Um, the next match was the one that we both looked at and went. Yeah. Nah, they could have left this off. And I'm not sure it was because of my low not low expectations, but just because I didn't wasn't as emotionally invested in this match like it I was some make of the other However, maybe it was because of that how low I thought of it. I can only I just speaking for how entertained I was with everything that happened, I had more fun watching this match than I did anything else on the card. Um, and it might have been because of, again, how low my expectations were because I wasn't thinking I was going to get what I got in this match when I got it. So it's like I don't like, think anybody was expecting to get what they got. And I think that might be where my judgments come. My judgment may be clouded because of my low expectations, but I was like, oh, here we go. And then by the end of it, I was like, wow. <laughs> I kept, whoa, whoa. Like every like few seconds, something else amazing was happening that I was going, I never thought I was going to see that. Yeah. Not only in this match, but in 2022, Sting jumping off of a balcony through tables. What the heck? Oh my God, I was so nervous. And so, I mean, I, I have to judge this on a fun factor. And I had, I, you know, I'm just going to say it was the most fun I had watching a match this entire card. And the whole card was great. for their, And every match was good for its own ways. The Dog Fly match was amazing. But yeah, I had more fun watching this match than anything else. So kudos to everybody involved. But it was Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting getting the victory over Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. I think it ended with uh, Darby hitting a scorpion death drop and then connecting with a coffin drop on Matt Hardy, correct? Yeah, the coffin drop, though, he only connected with his head. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't fully get that. Uh, you would think it would have done more damage to Darby. Than... <laughs> Darby's got a really bad headache. And yeah. nah, I'm just like, oh, you crushed ah, my arm. You hit me, <laughs> barely. Uh, but how did you like this match overall? Yeah, this was insane. Um, I was really, really petrified with Sting. I was <laughs> just like, oh my God, if he like misses it by like a little bit, that's not good. Um, but I do love it. Makes sense now why I've played him much more. Very, very careful with the tables. Uh, yeah. Like, exactly right. And why there were so many. <laughs> to like cushion a bit. Um, I was genuinely scared because I was like, I thought like he was going to be like taken over instead of going over on himself. And then when yeah. he went over himself, I was like, oh my God, like he's going to like, you know, break a hip or something. Um, but he was fine. And yeah. Sammy Guevara, can I just oh. say, oh. you make me nervous every time you go anything high. <laughs> Him and Isaiah. Oh my god, yes. Wow, that did not look great. Spanish uh, something fly. to take it. Gosh, like, ouch! I mean, mm. almost missed the tables. Yeah, yeah, they almost hit the wall on the other side of the oh, the and like then they weren't like moving at all, and they're going. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody want to tell me what's going on? Because yeah. we then didn't see Sammy until like the very, very end. Mm-hmm. 
I kept waiting for for the X to be thrown up. I'm like, mm. please don't throw the X up. Please don't. Throw, I want to. I want to know they're okay. I was having flashbacks to Matt Hardy. I, I honestly, like, I, I, oh god. I, I thought about when I saw Sting and Matt Hardy up on on the the balcony area. Yeah. That's exactly with the table. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh gosh, either one of those going off onto those tables. I'm thinking of 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 Matt falling off against yeah. Sammy off that uh, whatever scissor lift. That's what they're on. Yeah. Um, but luckily, none of that happened. Every, I guess everybody came out okay, but wow. I had fun watching this match. I think I've made that abundantly clear. It was good. It was <laughs> I good. really did. Totally came out of nowhere. Loved it. And uh, we didn't get Jeff Hardy on this show. Uh, we didn't think. we. I think some people still, even though his 90 days isn't up until Wednesday, I think still some people thought we might still get him. No. But there's a chance. There's a good chance he will show up Wednesday. Yeah. Um, good chance. Very good chance. Uh, but if not then, it will be very soon. Um, then we had the, the main event, the AEW world title match. It was Adam versus Adam, and Adam won. Uh, but it was <laughs> I Adam. I the crowd so much. The, this Orlando crowd was. <laughs> they were on fire, man. Yes. It was Adam Page, though, um, retaining <laughs> his AEW world title. They had so, so many, so many chants. Oh, they that they, they were pure gold though. This pure is gold. Adam. This is Adam. <laughs> I can't even remember all of them. There were like 14 there different so chants many. they started. They, they were having fun, man. That's it. It was a good crowd. Love that. Loved, loved, loved it. So how'd you like this match? I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I mean, it had a lot to follow, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, which, you know, may or may not have been a good thing. Depends on how you're looking at it. But it yeah. was good. Um, I know some people aren't a fan of Adam Cole and his facial expressions, but I can't get enough of them. Yeah, I like <laughs> it too. I uh, love it every time like it. the camera zooms in and he's just like, just like stunned and his blue eyes are just like, pinpricks and it's yeah. like what's going on it does um, have a very wwe feel to it yeah uh, but that's 100%. okay there's there's not everything there's bad i mean that's, no. that's i like that part of it i mean <clears throat> it, it works because it's it, it's it, you need some character and look he, he's spent so much time in the wwe type of world anyway mm-hmm. it's not something that he can just drop and yeah. it's part of what it's part of, like you know, his entire wrestling persona. So why would it, like, yeah, I, it it can't, it won't spoil a match in like having a face focused for like three seconds. No, we uh, don't like it. You don't like it. That is completely fine. I just don't see why it's an issue because it it's not really going anything against his work in the ring. So, no. Yeah. Uh, my favorite spot in the match was there's a lot of cool counters. Uh, Adam Cole had some interesting counters for the Buckshot Lariat. Um, but I love the, I think it was Adam Page going for a moonsault off of the top rope. And mm-hmm. Adam Cole caught him with the uh, super kick to the face as he rotated in midair. Beautifully done on the spot. It looked, looked great. Love that. That was probably my favorite spot in the match. Um, but yeah, it was the buckshot Larry that did in the match, though. I thought this was a 
a great match for both guys, a, a good win for, for Adam Page. It's going to be interesting now seeing how this elite story goes with Adam Cole going forward. And also to see who is the next person that steps up to challenge Adam Page for the world title. Uh, any ideas who is going no, – I guess not to be the next person, but who is actually going to be the person that takes the title from Adam Page? Well, CM Punk looked like he was interested. <laughs> yes. We're thinking the same way then. Uh, yeah. But I would, it's, I would love to see a heel version of CM Punk be the one that takes it. Yeah. Personally. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the next. Not the next um, challenger. Probably. We'll probably get another one, but double, yeah. or no- double or nothing. We got three months to get there. Mm-hmm. We've also got Battle of the Belts coming up. Yeah. And that could be where we have another title defense. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's Battle of the Belts, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> but as we saw on the last Battle of the Belts, not every title is defended on it. No, not every um, title, but you know. I'm, I'm, I wish, I mean, I don't know what the contract situation is with, with, with TNT, but I wish we could get that expanded to two hours. I uh, would love to see that as a two-hour show so we could have all the titles defended on it. Mm. Uh, but we take what we can get. I'm not fully complaining. Um, yes. But, but I agree. I think CM Punk might be the next logical choice, and that's how you could, if he is the next world champion, that's how you could eventually get back to MJF CM Punk, revisit that, and MJF yeah. win the title from CM Punk then. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I think we're all fiending for eventually getting that MJF world title run, and that could be a, an obvious yeah. road to it. Yeah, we've got a while yet, but 100% yeah. Yeah. we need Just, to get there at some point. Mm-hmm. And we also need to get back to Marks as well. So. Yeah, no, we'll get there. We'll get there in three, four, five, ten years, right? We'll be good. I'm just ignoring you <laughs> eventually, but loved, loved, loved this pay per view. Uh, and we're, uh, can you remember a time when you've ever been disappointed by an AW pay per view? Yes, yeah. what, what, when? Oh, not pay per view. Is it not? No, you're just thinking about winter is coming. Yeah, you're so stuck on that. Get over it. Get no. over it. But AEW always delivers with these pay-per-views. Yeah. So I always feel like I get my money's worth, even if I pay more than you. Um, <laughs> but maybe not much longer. Streaming deal, please. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. Get it going. Um, but we do have two matches announced for Dynamite this week. So let's take a look at those two matches. See what we think. So far, we have Sammy Guevara defending his title, his TNT title against Scorpio Sky. And as we talked about, it looks like the Paige Van Zandt title situation, her, not title situation, contract situation may be tied to this match. So I assume we get that contract signed before this match actually happens. So you think we see that on the show? You think we're going to get the official Possibly. Paige Van Zandt signing? Possibly. And is there any chance that Scorpio Sky beats Sammy Guevara? No. No? No. No. Because we do have, I think at the, they announced that Wardlow will be getting his shot. Yes. At um, the St. Patrick's Day Slam in San Antonio, correct? Mm-hmm. That, that, that show is lining up to be loaded then. I know, yeah. <laughs> because if, if we do, if, if, if we do get uh, the cage match, which I hope cross your fingers, everybody, 
between Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker. And then we also get Wardlow versus Sammy. Huh. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm looking way ahead um, to to that show. Do we – do you think we get MJF costing Wardlow that match when it happens? No. No? No. I think Wardlow wins it? I'd love him to win it. Yeah, I know, but do you think that's going to happen? Possibly. Not, give me your brain, not your heart. Possibly. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think the, I think the path might be MJF Carlson. The thing is, though, is because Wardlow is so over right now, yeah. you could miss your chance. Maybe. But if, if we're going to build to a big match between MJF and Wardlow, I don't think you're going to miss a chance to get even, him even more over because I think him working opposite MJF is going to elevate Wardlow mm-hmm. even more. And I think you could save a first title win until after that feud. Or vice versa, though, we could go to Wardlow winning the TNT title and then the MJF versus Wardlow match is for the TNT title. Yeah. So you could go – yeah, if that, so that's what you're thinking there, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So you, you could put it out. Because way. MJF wants it. The easiest mm-hmm. way to get it is to Wardlow to have it and MJF yeah. to beat Wardlow. Yeah. Or, you know, apparently still under the contract, you know, Wardlow, MJF could demand the the title be given to him so that could play into that story too where MJF goes back on the promise of saying, big guy, you can keep it if you win it. Yeah. And now he goes back and says, no, you you didn't help me, so I'm getting on yeah, the title yeah. now. So, yeah, that could play into it. Um, interesting, man. This is – I love that all these different avenues these stories can go down. Uh, but the other match on Dynamite this Wednesday is Layla Hurst versus Thunder Rosa as a women's title eliminator match. So the winner of this will go on to face um, Britt Baker at the St. Patrick's Day Slam in San Antonio. So is there any doubt whatsoever that Thunder Rosa is going to win this match? Layla Hurst could do it. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, she could. She ain't, though. She could, but she ain't. They're they not going to keep Thunder Rosa away from Britt Baker in San Antonio. That's happening. Book it, TK. Book it, TK. We got to get that title on there. So, is there anything else you expect uh, to happen on this dynamite? There's a lot that could happen after Revolution. I think we need so. something from. Eddie Kingston, Jericho, mm-hmm. um, or Santana and Ortiz. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need yes, yes. some clarification. William Regal, uh, <laughs> Mark Danielson. What's happening there? We ah, need yes. something between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Um, yeah. So if- Matt Hardy may have a brother turn up. <laughs> yes. If Jeff Hardy shows up, uh, are you going to lose your mind? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So before we end the show, we're going to debut a brand new segment. Um, hopefully, we will have this each and every week on our Tuesday show. So we're going to go ahead and do it now. Uh, it is called Sarah versus the E Drones. <laughs> and by E Drones, I do not mean all WWE fans. You know what I'm saying. There's some out there that exist, and there are some exist that exist on the AEW side too. But since we're an AEW podcast, we're we're talking about the E drones here. Uh, but it's those fans that go to the extremes just to make 
to make comments that just make no sense. It sound terrible. So I'm going to throw these, these, uh, these tweets at Sarah. We won't be naming names. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to put their tags out here. I'm not going to give the trolls their, their, uh, 15 they, they won't fame. be listening to the podcast anyway because <laughs> they don't like how you do Hey, but if you do listen to the podcast and I've read one of your tweets, let me know. That'd be awesome. <laughs> like, hey, that's me. Let me know so I can ask you, why are you listening to the show and tweeting yeah. back like this? So, uh, but Sarah has no idea what these are. I haven't read them no. yet. Uh, but she does. This was inspired because she does send me I do in, do this DMs. in real life. She sends me these <laughs> terrible takes on things and like, Read this crap, and we all have a good laugh about it. Uh, so I'm gonna. That's throw how these... we fight the trolls. Yes, we laugh at them <laughs> behind the scenes. So you don't even know we're laughing at you, but we're laughing at you. But we're laughing at you. Uh, so here we go. I'm gonna read. I got two of them for you. So okay. I'm gonna read, read this first one off. And here it is. Okay. Uh, this is embarrassing. F. Orange Cassidy making a complete mockery of five other professionals in the ring. Hashtag AEW revolution. <laughs> Sarah, what say you? Are you serious? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, so if you've never watched an Orange Cassidy match, um, then I feel bad for you because one, it's called a gimmick and two... The guy can wrestle um, absolutely amazingly. And in life, with the atrocities of the world, there's something called fun. And it makes people feel nice and happy. And that sometimes, you know, is applied in wrestling. And that's okay. That's okay. You can be happy in wrestling. You don't have to hate everything. So just relax. Chill out. And just... Enjoy a guy that's named after a piece of fruit. It's not that serious. It's wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enjoy. Yeah, just listen to Sarah. Enjoy a wrestler who's named after a piece of fruit. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not that serious. Lighten up. Lighten up. And our last one is... All right. This is a little bit of a long one. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. I feel by now many need to accept that Keith Lee being brought to AEW was a complete mistake. He has had a mix of promos and matches and really has failed in a major way. Even during AEW Revolution, he was out of breath, he couldn't keep up, and did very little. Tony Khan, fire him. There's so much to unpack. Um, did you watch Revolution? <laughs> did you not see him yeet Orange Cassidy across the car park and use him as a, you know, weapon? Um, uh, okay. Um, well, how can I put this nicely? Um, things take time. This isn't WWE. We don't have a fast forward button where things got the speed of light. It, you know, you take time to build things up. Um, some people may have never seen Keith Lee before in their lives. That is a possibility. So we we build people up. You know, we get them into matches with like you know big opponents, people that are being pushed in the company. You know, like everybody that was in the match. Um, 
apart from Christian, bless him, but he's there just for legitimate reasons. Um, because he's a legend with ladders. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, he 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 obviously did not win. That is fine. You don't have to win everything. And he will more than likely start facing off against Hobbs and Ricky Starks and Team Taz. And since Cody left, they are the team that you then have to initiate with to, you know, be part of AEW's, you know, little family thing. And why wouldn't you be out breath after, like, yeeting a full human being out of the ring? And, you know, being in a wrestling match, that's physically taxing on anybody's body at all. Um, so, yeah, jog on, you weirdo. So, I guess basically what you're saying is that Tony Khan shouldn't fire Keith Lee. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because, what, wait a second. So, fire Keith Lee because what he was doing in WD was so much better on the main roster? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we all have our opinions, but some opinions are wrong. Um, yep. So, yeah, no, um, I, I don't feel like you've watched Revolution. Because that's a stupid assumption. I had to say that was a really hard tweet for me to even get to reading. I'm like, what am I reading here? Are like, you, se- you serious? I, I, mm. I, look. If you think wrestling is legit so much easy that, you know, Keith Lee isn't in the physical condition to do it, um, why don't you try? And you go up against Hobbs and Wardlow and ladders that are made of metal and eat orange Cassidy out of a ring. And see how you do. And see how brave you are. And that was our first installment of Sarah versus the E-Drones. And I do want to reiterate that E-Drones does not encompass all WWE fans. No, because just I the weirdo ones. Yes, I do not dislike everything WWE and all WWE fans or anything. It's just the, the small portion of the fan base that exists just to try they to... They also exist in make, AEW. Yes, so. they do. Just to try to make everything seem bad over there, <laughs> and when they're really bad takes, I'm going to read them and get Sarah to uh, to get irritated about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Because that Keith Lee one is absolutely stupid. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, that really annoyed me. All right, sorry. So basically, that's going to ruin Sarah's day uh, going forward. So um, I really hate to end the show on on such a negative note to just ruin your day that way. Um, well, I don't have much of the day left considering it's nighttime. Yeah, but I'm going to end it there because that's all I got left. That's um, okay. I've, I've got so, the rest of the um, post-match media scrum from AW to watch. Yes, yes I'm going to go I'm gonna go listen to that too. If you haven't checked that out out there, please go listen to some of those. Uh, specifically what I heard from the CM Punk one. Oh my God. Emotional. Seriously go for the Punk one because, oh my God, it's so good. And, and also BTE's out, people. BTE oh. is out. And I did hear some of the TK portion of it and he, he dropped some information on the, how Ring of Honor uh, may be used. And he did uh, talk about how that is going to be treated as a developmental uh, situation, too. Uh, so listen to that, uh, the Ring of Honor or Tony Khan portion where he talks to Ring of Honor. Yeah, after you listen to this. And if you're to this point in the show, you make it this far, you might as well make it for the last few seconds. Yes. 
And the last few seconds are going to go kind of like this. Hey, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. So thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next Tuesday to our next show. Yeah, We should have a name for it by then. Possibly. Maybe. (laughs) But y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Keep Felicia staying in AEW. He tried. What? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Brian Danielson. I know, but bless it. He tried. <laughs>